Hello, everyone, and welcome to Being a Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Coach E. And for episode five, I'm going to be talking about putting our youth at risk. And But before I get started with this topic, I just want to read something for you, you guys. Um, as of now, 11 p.m. Texas time. In California, there are 4,000, I mean, 492,934 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. They're number one. Florida, there's 4,168,222 this is just right now. And I must admit that I am really, really disappointed a lot of parents right now first. And then I am disappointed in a lot of these club coaches and these clubs and these tournament organizers um, for putting our youth at risk and playing these travel ball since June, I know here in Texas. Now, I just can't figure out how could any parent let their son or daughter play basketball during this time. And several weeks ago in Duncanville, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, Texas, this company, this organization, the Great American Shootout, put on a tournament at the um, Duncanville Fieldhouse. And the day before the tournament started, Texas set a record with over 6,000 confirmed cases. And you put a tournament on. And people played. Parents let them play. And I'm, I'm just, I don't figure that out. It's just hard for me. And then a couple of weeks after that, I saw some gentlemen, a group of youngsters, walking towards this big rec center here in Round Rock, Texas. And... They was all bunched together. None of them had masks on. Um, then a few yards behind them was their coach. So I, I pulls up. I said, hey, coach, what's going on? How y'all doing? I said, y'all got a tournament going on today? He said, yes. I said, who's putting this tournament on? He says, the Alamo City Basketball Club is putting this on. I said, wow. And I said, so you don't require your kids to wear masks? You know, this it wasn't mandatory at the time, but it was suggested that you wear them. He like, man, we'll put them on before we get to the door because that's when we got to have them on. And I'm saying, y'all walking and playing, and that's pretty cool. You know, they just didn't have a clue of what's going on. And then, you know, I saw this other gentleman, and I was talking to him, and he was a youngster, and he was saying that he was going to a tournament at, you know, Dulu. I said, man. You, your parents are letting you play? He said, yes, they are, sir. He said, they are. I said, man, how can y'all be sure that it's safe to play? He said, well, you know, they do a heat check when you walk in the door. They make us use sanitizers. I said, okay, that doesn't mean someone who's playing in this so-called tournament doesn't have a virus. They can be asymptomatic and 
transferred over. And it's funny that, you know, I heard another parent tell me that before too. Well, we they doing all the checking, but that that is still irresponsible on the parent part. Because in northern Georgia, they had two YMCAs. They were run by the same organization. And they had 85 confirmed coronavirus cases between the, the young campers age 7 to 14, the counselors, the staff people, 85 people. And it was interesting reading about it because the CEO of that organization out there, she, she couldn't understand how can it happen because she said, you know, we tested everybody before they came in. We followed all the proper protocols according to the CDC and we don't understand how these we still got the virus well yes you know because somebody might not have the symptoms and doing all this stuff this heat check is not working because they can be you're not going to detect it and then sure enough a few days later one of the counselors got it so they sent him home didn't tell the parents just yet but they sent him home and then the other counselor that was working in working with him since he left he took over his group of kids and he's sleeping in the in the cabin with the young men and and he was being with the guy that had the virus had been sent home and then they put him in there with these kids and tried naturally all four of those gentlemen young men got it ages 11 years old and so then they decided to call people and parents and then by the time they figured this thing out um 85 people was affected with the virus. And it's, it's just amazing how people just don't think this is, is real. You know, because if, if people thought it was real, then people wouldn't be putting on these tournaments like they're doing. And coaches wouldn't be, you know. And it's the job of the coaches in the, in the tournament, people, to get your money from your parents. And hopefully you got a coach that's going to try to help your kid. But nine times out of ten, they just getting that money from you. And so, and your parents, well, I've been at home with these my kids for so long, and I'm just tired of them. Well, you shouldn't have had kids if you get tired of your own kids. That's the bottom line. And then, you know, I haven't been to a tournament. I have no desire to go see nobody play. But I'm just trying to figure out how these organizations is making this thing safe proof you know what are you know do you are you requiring your referees to have on gloves um the basketballs how many basketballs are you using per game um when it's halftime what are you doing with the basketball is just sitting at the score table are you desanitizing that basketball you know during the game you know coaches you guys call timeouts and huddles do you have a mask on when you're talking to your players during the game you're drawing stuff up on the chalkboard I just don't see how people can do these tournaments and not realize they're putting these kids at risk. I just it's it's, it's baffling to me. And but I was I read something today from my man Kurt Brown. He said this: If you're playing during this time, then you and your parents shouldn't have a problem for you taking your behind to school. And I agree with that one hundred percent. If you can go play in the tournament tournaments and take risks then you should be able to go to school too. You know, before I don't want the schools open, but you kids that play, y'all need to go because you took that risk already. 
So why well, why say all oh, now, man? It's, it's too many. Oh, you know, it's it's too late for that. And another thing, you know, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. Nike and Adidas first. So the biggest youth summer basketball leagues in the country. Nike just said, and Adidas follow suit, and the other one. We're just done with 2020. It's a wrap. We're not going to play. We'll start back up in 2021. Because we we concern more about our kids and our staff and the personnel that work these these EYBL and the Gauntlet circuit. We want them to be safe. So we're just going to cut it off. Now, these are two of the largest basketball organizations in the country. Every Power Five school is at all the Nike's game and Adidas game. This is where all the kids are at there, and everybody is watching these kids. If they can say, you know what, we're not going to do it, I don't see why the rest of the country is not doing it, especially here in Texas. We have surpassed New York. Texas, Florida, and California has surpassed New York for the amount of confirmed coronavirus cases. Past New York. New York has done better than anybody since they figured out how to do this stuff. And we're still here. We open up too fast. These governors, especially Abbott here in Texas, don't want to admit that. So therefore, instead of them closing us back down, they're just going to let everybody die. Basically, is how I look at it. And I heard another parent tell me, well, we have to play because we need to get film on our kids. Because I like, first of all, ma'am, the NCAA haven't even set up the guidelines. I think it's late August when the recruiters can come back out and watch kids. And it probably won't be the travel ball. I heard they might extend travel ball. They probably be in the high school season before they can some see your kid play. And saying that you need to get film on them for the coaches it's a bunch of BS um, because I have not known one power five school to give any kid or not even a power five, I'm saying major division one school, give any kid a scholarship based on game film only without seeing that kid in person. It just don't happen. And then something that you parents are feeling realize or these, your, your sons or daughters club coaches is not telling you is this, since this pandemic has started, all these schools have, are being extremely cautious on recruiting and not to get in trouble or how they're going to recruit. The, the pandemic is like um, schools being put on probation and losing scholarships. And once that happens, those coaches and that head coach and his staff, they have to get the right kids. I mean, they have to get the top kids. They can't miss because they don't have the same amount of scholarships as everybody else. Just like years back when USC was on um, probation, they only can get 10 to 15 kids a year for the next, for, for three years in a row where everybody else was getting 25. So they had to go get the pick of the litter in order to survive and be competitive until them three years was up. And this is what the pandemic is, is, is doing. And the coaches are not going to not telling you this. These schools 
cannot afford to make a mistake when they can come out and see your kid. And so therefore, they're going to be looking at the kids is ranked in the top 100, maybe 200 at max. And if your son or daughter is not ranked in that in that ranking, it's going to be extremely, extremely hard for them to get a scholarship. Extremely hard because they cannot go out for If your kid is not ranked, they can't afford to go offer your kid a scholarship and not get one of the kids that's ranked and, and, and mess up because their jobs are on the line. So they're going to take the best of the best and then everybody else, hey, they might get you, they might not. And I hate to say this, but if you're a 2021 kid and if you don't have an offer now, you probably won't get an offer. You're going to have to have one hell of a season to get an offer. And that's just the reality of it. Now, if you are ESPN top 100, top 10, oh, no doubt you're going to get a scholarship. But if you're not in that category, and if you're not, and since you can't be on that EYBL circuit or that Adidas Gunner circuit, you just really put your kid at risk and it's going to, and just made it's going to be harder. It is already hard enough doing before this pandemic hit to get a scholarship in basketball. It was already hard to do that. And so this just made it more worse. And, you know, and, and it's not, I don't see how I, I just, I'm just, I'm baffled. Maybe somebody can help me out later on, but this, this is really crazy because people are putting their own kids at risk, thinking they can get a scholarship. And there are other ways for your kids to go to school. They can get an academic scholarship and it's free. You know, you're putting all your baskets and all your eggs in one basket, and it's not gonna, it might not work out as a parent. Yeah, we would like to have our kids go to school for free. True enough, two of the four minds did. But at the same time, if they don't, it's your obligation as a parent to pay for your kids to go to school. Yeah, act like, you know, and, it's, it's, and if they don't get a, a division one, Two scholarship, you paying for them to go to school anyway. Because other division three and all of them don't give scholarships. But you can't get an academic scholarship. And that's why I don't understand why parents are putting so much clout into sports and, and not the academic aspect of it. And especially during this pandemic, you letting your some of your parents not even taking your, your kids to the tournament. You letting them ride with their buddies, bunched up in a car. Not knowing what their buddies have, what the someone in their family could have been affected. You don't know this. So that means you just put our kids at risk. And, it, and it's, it's not that hard. Simply stay your behinds at home. Keep your kids at home. And hopefully when we are allowed to play, whatever, you know, basketball, it, it might be allowed to play in Texas in November, depending on how we, we're doing as far as the virus is concerned. But Texas, not only Texas, but the whole United States don't have a hold on this virus. The uptick, is, uptick from this time around is just worse than the first time. 
right now, 154,000 people have died. Let that seek in for a minute. 154,000 people have died. Yet, some of you parents send your kid out in this madness to go play basketball. That is beyond me. Because, like I said, if, if you're not in that top 100, or if you don't have an offer already on table from last summer or this past season, it's going to be really hard for you to get a scholarship right now because schools cannot gamble on some of the kids that they usually gamble on because of this pandemic and because of the time that they're allowed to come out and physically see your son or daughter play. So they're not going to be taking them, them borderline kids like they've been doing in years past right now. I'm not saying it's not going to go back to that, but that's what's going to happen. And so it is, it, it's, it's really crazy. You know, I know in California, football is not scheduled to start till December or maybe January. Some other states are just fall sports is not going to happen. I know Houston um, has said that they can't start uh, fall sports until everybody's in the classroom. And they got it predicted around September the 7th. But prior to that, can't nobody can't play no football. I think Austin area, Central Texas said, you know, sometime after the first week of September, and basically, but all of them are saying, these athletic directors are saying that it's going to be once everybody's on campus. So we don't know in September or is, is Texas going to, are we going to have this thing under control by then? Nobody knows. But the athletic director for the Round Rock School District said this, the safety of our, of our students and our staff are our top priority. This is a school district, um, athletic director for the school district with Round Rock. But yet, you parents say, hey, get out the house. I'm tired of you. So go play basketball. Just straight through your child out there. And it's not that serious. It couldn't, you know, I would suggest that, you know, what people should have been doing is just making sure their kids is working out. You stay in shape, doing the drills. And then when the season starts, if it starts, then you'll be fine. But and then, you know, some of these coaches are like, we need chemistry. Well, a lot of these club coaches, you got the same kids coming back for the past year or two. You don't need – you should already have chemistry unless you picked up a couple of new ones. So, but – and I'm disappointed. A lot of guys that I know that's coaching that I, you know, really care about them who played during this time. You know, I would like somebody to call me and tell me, what did you really get out of this besides putting your kids at risk? And in my very first episode, one of the main things I said, it was, it's not about the coaches. It's about the kids. But somehow that money started talking, even on the, on the club travel ball level where Hey, we got to get out there. We got to get this money. Man, no, you didn't. You really didn't need to do that. But I'm telling you, 
parents, if your kid, I'm repeat this one more time. If your kid don't have an offer on the table already, it's going to be really hard for them to get an offer during this pandemic time. It is going to be really hard. And you should have just waited out because you're going to wait it out anyway. You know how many times I read in the paper pre-pandemic where clubs and put on, hey, I still got this player left. He's available. He did these numbers. It happens all the time. And now it's going to be that just many more because of the time that the coaches are allowed to come see you. Nobody's not going to give you no scholarship looking at game film. I would like to let someone contact me and tell me what school would give a kid a scholarship based strictly on watching game film. And it's not going to happen because the film that they get, that might be just their one good game. But all other games, they sucked or didn't do as well as that game. So it it don't happen, people. It really don't happen. And as y'all can see that people are dying from this. This dude, Herman Cain, the Republic, the dude, the, the brother that just died yesterday or today, he was an idiot. He was at the rally dancing and doing all this stuff in Tulsa, and he caught the virus, and now he's gone. He made a deal with the devil, which is Trump, and Trump is here, but Mr. Cain is gone. You got the, the, the um, senator from Texas here who believed in not wearing it, he just got it. But then this idiot says, oh, he got it because he had his mask on. What an idiot. So parents, I beg you, if you're letting your kids out here in this competition where they um, sharing basketballs and between other people, to, you don't know if the referees don't have no gloves on or none of that stuff, then you're just putting your kid at risk, and I don't see how you can do it. I really don't. If I was still coaching the day team, there's no way in the world I'll be playing. I get emails every day about, I got an email a day about some company, CYZ or OYZ, or something having a tournament on. I'm like, dude, I'm not interested. I don't even coach no more, but I still get those emails. And some of your organizations out there that's putting on these tournaments, y'all need to really sit down and think. If a kid come to one of your events and he get the virus, I know they say kids, they can rebound if you're under 20, but what if they don't rebound and you die? I would hate to wish that on anybody to be partly responsible for a young man or woman dying because they played in your event. Wait a year. You're not that hard up. It's not going to do the same gyms going to be available next year. Unless you're just getting all your money and spending it on yourself and not putting it back into your organization. Yeah, I can see see why some of y'all are playing. But parents, trust me. I done been through it. Just wait to let your kids play. And if they have to sit out this year, they have to sit out. Make them focus on the schoolwork. Get them academic scholarship. They can go to school. They're going to school on academics. Maybe they can walk on. Or talk to the coach if the coach was interested in them, the school that they're interested in, and maybe they can go play for that coach and walk on and make the team if they're that good, you know. But 
if you're not one of them top lights out kids um, where everybody's talking about and been on the radar for a couple of years, this is year is going to be hard for borderline players um, to get athletic scholarships. It's going to be real hard. I would like to see the numbers at the end of the day to see how that happens. But I'm telling you, these schools are going to do like they on probation. They can't miss bringing, offering kids a scholarship. So my message to you guys and to everyone is to be safe, practice social distancing, wear a mask. Parents, don't put your kids at risk no matter what some coach or an organization tell you because they're not being honest with you. But if you was really, really for these kids, you wouldn't have never played. Nobody wouldn't have played. And that's it. And that's the bottom line. I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel. So for all you guys that's doing it right and really, really care about our youth, um, I applaud you. I wish you continued success and good luck. Um, and may God bless you. And stay tuned for next week for episode six. Coachy, talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.